Welcome to the Crossways Podcast, the podcast where we talk about how you can walk in the way of the cross. I'm Jonathan, and this is Matthew, and we are so happy you're here. We're coming from 9th Avenue to Christ, and these videos are also brought to you by Ministry Network of Podcasts. Today we're talking about a new subject. Uh, hopefully, we've been inconsistent lately, and uh, we're trying to get more consistent, more on top of things. So we, we would really like to try to come up with a plan. And we decided, really, it came to mind after I had a conversation with an old youth group uh, girl of uh, from an old uh, congregation about God's will for our lives. Mm-hmm. And knowing what is maybe God's will, what what's my purpose in life. But before we dig deep into that, do you remember those Choose Your Own Adventure books? I do. Yeah, I do. Did you read those? I read at them. I never finished the adventure. You never finished never, the adventure? I don't finish books. But I remember exactly what you're talking about. Those books where it's like, okay, you read like the first three pages and it's like, okay, if you want to do this in the story, go to page seven. Yes. Or if you want to do this, go to page 15. Yes. My favorite. There was one that was like a, a Halloween werewolf type thing. And you're you're going to the shop and there's this ring you can buy. And the ring, if you do certain things, turn the ring so many times, you could this could happen. And as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, well, this isn't really me. This isn't what I would do. This is kind of what I want to see what this character do. Yeah. So I just chose every poor decision possible just to see what would happen. And it's like at one point, it's like the dude's about to like his life's ruined, and like he's scared. He's turning into this thing forever. And I'm like, this is creepy. No. It was awesome. Do you remember? <laughs> You remember, I don't remember the name of it. Oh man, I wish I thought about this sooner. But Star Wars came out with a game back several years ago. Several years ago. This was before I was in college. That you got to be a Jedi Knight. Or you got to be a a Jedi. Was it Battlefront? No, it was before Battlefront. Um, Before Battlefront. It may have been the... It was, it's it's going to bother you now. It's going to bother me now. But you got to, it was the same concept um, that you got to be a Jedi Knight. And the decisions you made, you would be faced with different scenarios. That's and you cool. had to decide, I'm going to do this or do this. And as you go out through the game, you're either becoming a light side Jedi or a That's dark it. side. Yeah, or that Sith. is cool. And by the end of the game, you're... You know, you've made a decision one way or another. So, so I could fulfill my dream of being Darth Vader and being like yeah. the baddest, most coolest uh, Jedi of all time. Yeah, that is awesome. Awesome. So, guys who are watching, people who are watching, let us know. Hey, hey, did you read those books uh, or any books like it? I'm sure you said there was a Netflix yeah, try. So at- Netflix <laughs> tried with some of this, and um. It was, I remember Vance would do it with, uh, it was with uh, oh, uh, some, oh, what is it? I can't think. My, my, I don't, I hadn't felt great. So my mind's kind of foggy right now. Excuses. But yeah, excuses. excuses. But there was, there was this, this show that you could do the same thing and you get to a certain point and it was like, okay, do this to go in this direction with the story, this to go in this direction. And I think that it never really took off because 
like Vance really loved it. It was with uh, Roblox, maybe. It was a Roblox okay. kind of production. But like he couldn't read. So he was like, hey, dad, 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 what does it say? Yeah, yeah. what's this? Say? The whole point of Netflix and your kids is to like parent them, right? It's to parent them so you don't have to. But like, yeah. I don't want to sit there and watch it. <laughs> and so it never really took off. So, no, of course not. But they, you know, they tried something in that same kind of, you know, pick yeah. your pick your path. That's cool. And and while we're talking about these, is because the question comes up: Does God just have one plan for me? Like those books, there's multiple endings. Mm-hmm. Like there's sometimes the book ends like that, and other times I could read that book forever because you could read the book a hundred times and read it a different way, a different way every time you read it. And there's a different plan in the book than. And the author says, oh, I don't have just one ending. Does God work that way where there's multiple ways of fulfilling his plan for our lives? Uh, or is there just, you know, every time I come to a fork in the road, I have to make sure that God desires me to only go one way. And I've heard that taught before. I've heard it says every time you come to a decision, there really is only one right decision. Yeah, I think that's dangerous. Well, and I do, and I wonder if we get this as we were kind of talking about this earlier in some brainstorming. I wonder if we get that approach by the fact that, especially in the Old Testament, I mean, you take you take a guy like Gideon, and and God very much had a plan for Gideon with yes. a very specific purpose, and led him in some certain ways, and it's almost like God. Almost God made some decisions for him mm-hmm. to accomplish a very specific goal. And I think sometimes we see those stories, maybe Old Testament wise, and and we we extrapolate the idea, well, God does have just one direction for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we even take things like uh, with Paul. You know, Paul wanted to go one direction and God said, No, I want you to go to he wanted to go into Mesopotamia. Yeah, and he said, No, no, I want you. But at yep. the same time, if you look at the overall arc of Paul's life, God didn't intervene in his life except in a, in a kind of, you could call it a miraculous way. Yeah. Maybe that one time. And, and the rest of it was go. And, yeah. and Paul went. And so, and, and then we go from here and you go from here and you go from here. And so the question is, is he doing that because, like you said, because that's the only way God wanted him to, or is he doing that because I'm, I'm serving God and everything I'm doing is about God. I'm just going this way. I think perhaps in our lives, it's true to the exceptions. And what I mean by that is, there are times when, you know, Scripture says, "Hey, God does." You know, said, told Philip, "Go talk to that Ethiopian yeah. eunuch." Philip had other jobs yeah. and served the church in other ways, but it was the only time we see God saying, "You're going to go talk to this one person, mm-hmm. and that's what I need you to do." right now yeah other times we now we don't see that we don't really have anything else really recorded but i would say there were philip then could decide hey i could go left i could go right but no matter where i'm going what's my job yeah and i heard somebody put it this way one time i thought this was really and you've probably heard this too a lot of our listeners because this is when one door opens god open when god closes one door he's when god closes a door he'll open another one and if he doesn't open it right away, just serve God in the hallway. <laughs> and, and I think that's kind of what we're talking about is God's will for us. And, and we're going to get into some more of these of, of how do we live that way. But God's will for us, first and foremost, is for us to serve him. And whether it's serving him in this place or that place or another place, 
ultimately the core of that will is serve me. Mm-hmm. If you're in this room, serve me in this room. If you're in the hallway, serve me in the hallway. Yeah. And then our, that, that idea really stuck to me as opposed to this, oh, I've got to make, like you said, I've got one or two decisions here. Yeah. Only one of them is God's will. Yeah. But God's will is, hey, no matter what you choose, follow me in that way. Yeah. Serve me in that way. I've heard it put this way, and this could be in ministry. This could be put in really any job. But let's, for, for our purposes, we're ministers. So let's say I, I had an opportunity where I had two offers to go to, to one of two different congregations to serve in. Some might say, well, I'm really stressed because I want to make sure I make the right decision, which I can understand for my family, for whatever, to where I can be most effective. But some even go as far to teach God only desires me to be at one place. Mm-hmm. And it could be Satan telling me to go to the other place. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think that gives one Satan too much power. But I think that also makes God less powerful. Because mm-hmm. I think God's saying, here's two opportunities, and I'm giving you two opportunities. And you could be successful and effective in both mm-hmm. as long as you follow me and and do what I have for you in that place. You know, to, to that to that extent, my the reason I'm here is a very interesting story. I won't get into the, the, the all of the, the steps of it. But when we found out that we were pregnant with London, um, Blair had an overwhelming desire to, I, I just, I want to stay home. You know, it's mm-hmm. just going to be easier for us to stay home. But the financial side of it was we could not just flat out lose her income. So we just started praying, you know, God, if, if it's possible, you know, open. And, and we were involved in a very successful ministry where we were. It wasn't like it was a bad thing or a bad situation. Yeah. But if it's possible, God, could you, could you, open up a situation or lead us in a situation where um, that if this is what we want, that we could serve you in this way. And you could, it would be a job that maybe the, I'm not going to say it was just about the money, but a job that I could support us. Support your family. In the absence of her being at work and and being at home. And and God opened that door here. And then I had a decision to make, okay, God's opened the door here. Uh Do I go through that door or do I stay where I am? Like I said, either place. I was going to be serving God. Kingston, yeah. there was not a bad situation at Kingston. It was just our family dynamic changed. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that that goes to show that God can use us no matter where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of Joseph. Now, Joseph had a, there was a purpose in his story. His purpose was he's going to save God's people. Mm-hmm. He was going to save the Israelites, the, the, I mean, the, the 12 tribes of Israel were saved yeah. because of him. But in that moment, all those crossroads, he realized, you know, no matter where I find myself, I'm going to serve mm-hmm. God. And I think that's really God's will for our lives is growing where you're planted. And that's really hard. That's something that took a while for me to learn was where I am currently, I'm going to grow and I'm yeah. going to serve God and I'm going to be effective. And God might have me here in this moment, just like Esther. Mm-hmm. Maybe God's put you here at this time, this place, for this purpose. But that purpose is, maybe I don't know. But I don't think there's only, every single decision I make, there's only one possible right decision. That Esther story is, is an interesting thing, because doesn't, doesn't Mordecai come back with saying, hey, if you don't step up and do this, God's going to bring up someone else who will. Yeah, he says his his will is going to happen anyway. And, and and I think that's an important conversation here. Is don't think that, oh, if I don't make all, I'm not doing God's will. God's will is going to be accomplished, 
And then and, and then he'll and he won't and he won't get done what he wants to get done. Oh, he'll get done what he yeah, wants to get done. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that you know, like you're not messing it up. No, if you don't do everything, you're not exactly more right. powerful than God. But God is going to use you where you are to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Absolutely. And so, so yeah. I, but I, but I do think you're right. I think a lot of people do carry this idea that um, it's kind of like with with marriage. You know, there's only one person out there for. And I'm not saying that. I want to be with anybody else, but you know, relationships form a lot of times through, through getting to know people and working through that process. And, and I think our, our relationship with God is the same way that as we, as we grow, obviously more opportunities are going to arise for us and we're going to get to serve him in different ways. Absolutely. I was on a, a live the other day and some people who are watching right now are probably on that same live, depending on who's here, but it got brought up. And I don't like the words season of. I this just it's a weird, weird phrase that bothers me, but it's just me. They were asking some people, how do you get through this season of singleness and finding your soulmate? And uh, I didn't go into detail on that live um, for various reasons. But I don't believe in soulmates, and I don't believe God only desires you to marry this one person mm-hmm. because love isn't fate. Love is a decision. We mm-hmm. see that in 1 Corinthians 13. All those things are decisions you make on how you're going to spend your life with somebody. And there's going to be times where I don't really like this person mm-hmm. because I'm, you know, we're, we're not getting along. So I'm going to choose to love that person. And I believe that through love, we're learning together how to serve God together. And that, I mean, just look at the scriptures and how people and their relationships. But we won't go down that rabbit hole uh, before I get too... And there went the show notes. Show notes disappeared. Show notes died on our, on our iPads, so we'll bring it up this way. We're really good at going down rabbit holes. We are, and uh, and people who are watching, be careful. Don't don't get as, me on a rabbit hole. As as Vance said, it's because we got HDD. <laughs> HDD, I HDD. like it. I, I wish trying, I wish I had HDD. I was trying to get him to do something the other day because I can't do that. I got HDD. Because <laughs> he hears us talking about about that with you know with me and my you know my struggles sometimes with ADHD. Because I got HDD, Dad, I can't do that. That's I'm funny. Like, back up, son. The, yeah, back up, <laughs> back up, back up. But no, I like this. So as we talk, as we kind of get back to God's will for my life, and we keep going back to using the gifts God's given you, mm-hmm. and I can't help but think of the parable of the talents. Now, yes, before anyone says, we know the parable of the talents isn't about abilities. It's about a monetary value of, of money they had. But the underlying principle is still true. Yeah. The, the master took three servants. He gave them all different amounts of money and said, do this, manage this until I come back. We know two of them went out and made more. One of them decided... He was going to do what your, maybe your grandma does and bury stuff in the mm-hmm. backyard. He, he dug up and put the money in the ground and puts, you know, dirt back on top because he was afraid of what? Well, I know my master is, is tough and I don't want to risk doing anything with this. Was, was he trying to be responsible? Well, in his own mind. In his own mind. Yeah. Was it being responsible? Mm-hmm. Not according to the master. In fact, the master called him wicked and lazy. And I could, I can almost see him saying, but I didn't want to misuse it. And a lot of times we've been blessed with a gift and we'll say, I just want to, if I can't do it right, I just won't do it at all. I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. And, and I think that's, 
that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. What do you think? I think you're right. <laughs> that was your opening to take over for a little bit. But no. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, my, my, my brain's a little Your foggy. brain's a little foggy um, today. You know, <laughs> Paul, Paul kind of hits on this in 1 Corinthians, and he, and he talks about that very idea of, of, of gifts. And, and he's yeah. talking about it from a spiritual gift. Mm -hmm. kind of from a miraculous gift point of view, but I think the same thing applies. He says, look, you've all been given different things, mm -hmm. but you've all been given the same purpose. Yeah. And and that is to serve God where you are, to to, to show others Christ through these things. And I think that that's an important thing to understand, that you, you've got to figure out what is it, what is it that God has given me mm -hmm. that I can use? And, and, and it doesn't have to be, okay, Maybe God's given you the ability to draw. Okay? Yeah. Maybe that is, you are so talented in that area. Um, there is a ministry in that somewhere. Yeah. You know, maybe God has given you the ability to cook the absolute best cornbread in the world. I like some cornbread. There is a ministry opportunity in that. You know, we like to, when we think of talents and gifts in the church, and I think that we're guilty of this, I think we have a very narrow-minded focus of talents and gifts. And we I've been studying um, Romans 12 this week and, and looking at the idea of spiritual worship and, and, and a living sacrifice. And, and I think our idea of, of worship and gifts and talents are so limited to the walls of the church building. Yep. With guys, it's like we're, you need to have the talent to sing, pray, read scripture, speak publicly. Women's talents you know, are kind of limited to cooking, teaching Bible class, putting up bulletin boards. <laughs> You know, I mean, but really, it's, and it's like, like this is not what God has not for what us. God, no, no, he he says, look, I, I've if if your talent is teaching, then use teaching. If if you're good at if you're good at um, washing cars, if you're a mechanic, then then figure out a way to serve God. To in serve that, God yeah. with that talent and ability. And Paul says, look, you've yeah. been given these things. You've all been given something different, and it's okay that your talent is different yeah. than my talent. Your talent isn't better than my talent. No. Even though we, we, we elevate that, public we elevate. things yeah. so much. And you mentioned cooking. You mentioned, you know, helping someone with, you know, drawing and stuff. Why don't we ever talk about the spiritual gift of hospitality? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some people who are really good at being hospitable. Yeah. Who are really good at hosting people in their homes bringing food to shut-ins, to people who are sick, visiting people who... I mean, what does James say? Pure, pure and undefiled religion is this. Orphans, widows, and keeping yourself unstained from the world. Okay, but but I song lead. So yeah. my, you know, I'm better than that person who's always visiting people. Well, that's not what James says. <laughs> yeah. James says the stuff that we minimize is actually the stuff that's more valuable. And and I think the the whole bulk of the Christian life is, and, and this is something else that I'm that I'm studying, is God has said you I've 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 done this for you I have bought you I sent my son to die for you now live your life through those lens and make your decisions based on that yeah. and and just serve me and. I, I do. I think we make that up. We 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 minimize. We we put. We want to put that in a box so many times and say it's got to fit in this. When you know, hey, maybe maybe you're great with cars. 
<laughs> Bad example. Maybe you're great with cars and you know, maybe you have a day once a month where you say, Hey, if you're a single mom, yeah. Come up here and we'll we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna disciple some young men. Yeah. And I'm gonna teach them how to change oil in cars. Yeah. But I'm also going to have a service to where, hey, if you're a single mom in our community, come up here and let us service your car. Yeah. For free. We're gonna take care of this. And so now all of a sudden you've got a gift and a talent that you just look at as maybe a livelihood. And yep. now we've flipped it and we've turned it into a part of that living sacrifice, yep. spiritual worship, spiritual ministry. And I think that starts to answer a question that we just got, which was, excuse me, which was how do we know what our spiritual gifts or talents are? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's this, uh, maybe this is too simple, but I think it's what are your gifts? Exactly. Well, I, what, I think, what are you good at? I we think, make it so complicated and say, oh, I have all these abilities to use in the world, but I don't have anything to use spiritually. Well, just like you said, the car mechanic who, 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 who comes to a, to a church, who, who is faithful, who wants to serve his community, you can serve your community using what you're good at. I, I think that we, we use that word spiritual, and I think it throws, and sometimes in this kind of conversation, an unnecessary uh, level an unnecessary it's kind of like peeling the onion back you know like like it, it, it's there and we want to spiritualize everything but really that that romans passage is, is really just talking about okay now i'm now just take your life mm-hmm. and make it about god so yeah. I, I read this i read this article one time it was really neat about this girl that she was she loved art she was an artist and so she got their church to agree to allow her once a quarter, so once every, so four times a year, she did a neighborhood art show where she invited other artists in that area to come and display their art in their fellowship hall. And it opened their door to a whole different group of people mm-hmm. for them to now start making contacts with and get to know. Yep. And, and like, you know, so just, so you're exactly right. Hey, what are you good at? What is your talent, your gift? And now, once you figure that out, how can you then use it spiritually instead of going, well, what's my spiritual gift? How? What is your gift? And how can you use it in a spiritual context? Yeah. Uh, and um, I wish I could share a story I'm thinking of, but for safety reasons, I can't. But but, I, but I'm even thinking of, you mentioned someone who's good at drawing. Maybe you're a really good artist. Um, I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. So, not me. But, but there needs there is really not a whole lot of good media for children in curriculum. Mm-hmm. It's either super expensive and really really good, or it's really really cheesy and really really bad. And, and free and free, yes, clip art, yeah. But I'm thinking maybe you can serve in that way. Maybe be a children's book illustrator. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's think of um, a friend of ours we both know. I think you know him personally, Brad Montague. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you who are watching, you might have heard of Brad Montague. You probably know Kid President, uh, the little kid who did all his little pep talks. Um, Robbie's a great kid. Um, he's not a kid anymore. He's like in college, I think. It's crazy. Uh, we're old. But um, Robbie's great. And uh, But Brad is the brains behind all of that. He has all kinds of books now. And... His illustrations are super basic. What's he good at? Storytelling. Mm-hmm. 
He is one of the most brilliant storytellers you'll ever sit down and talk to. How's he using his ability to 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 you know spread God? Positivity. Mm-hmm. He is one of the most positive people I know and one of the best storytellers I know. He says, "Oh, I can just talk about God, or I can just talk about being a good person. I can just use my ability to tell a good story." And it's almost something so simple, but now he's he's a master at it. Yeah. So he's using one of his most talented gifts he has just as a person and says, I'm going to be a light this way. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said, I think we, I think we, 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 we put that spiritual before talent or Mm -hmm. gift. And when now we start looking at it through that lens and it complicates it as opposed to just flipping around and go, okay, I've got this gift. Now, how do I use that in a spiritual way? Yeah. So figure out what that is for you. It's like what, what Paul said in Colossians 3 when he says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Yeah. Whatever you do, whatever you're good at, whatever you're doing. <coughs> now, that also means it's one of my pet peeves. <coughs> and and I, I get it because sometimes it you're getting the job done. But the, the phrase, it's good enough for government work, <laughs> bothers the mess out of me. We'll be doing a service project as a church. And we're like, oh, it's good enough for government work. I'm like, was well, it good enough for God? <laughs> you know, my, uh, it bothers me so much. My granddaddy, and this is one of the things I learned from him. Uh, my granddaddy was up until recently, 60 years in ministry. Like, that is awesome. Um, but he said, God always deserves excellence. Yes. So whatever you do, when you when you figure out what your gift is, and you're seeking God's will with your talent or gift always understand that god deserves excellence so when you use it it and expect it so when you use it use it in the fullest yeah way possible not okay i'm going to do this and that'll be good enough yeah and and granted understand it'll never be good enough but you understand what we're saying of i'm going to do enough that it doesn't cost me extra or it doesn't interrupt my schedule or you know we come up with all these reasons to limit it don't limit it Allow it to just be its fullness. I, I, I'm really good at, at cooking, so I'm going to go and I'm going to... Whatever. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was thinking about uh, some chili uh-huh, there for a second. Uh-huh. I'm good at cooking, so I'm going to go and, and bring food to the shut-ins when they're in, in the sick. But only when it's convenient and if I don't have something better to do. Yeah. Like that? No. Wrong. <laughs> uh, plan that out. Make a dedicated... You know, it, it always bothers me when someone's like, oh yeah, I'll be... I've done this before, and if there's any of my, I'll see. I don't think any of our youth groups are watching, so that. Well, be I good. hope not. They're in school. They're in school. It's Jake. lunch. It's about lunchtime, but yeah, Jake, last time. But I'm thinking of a time where I planned a service project, but I didn't plan the service project. I just said we're going to do a service project on these days, and one of the days I planned a pizza party, but I didn't tell them we were having pizza. So anybody that showed up is going to have pizza, and we weren't going to have a service project. But I didn't want to tell them pizza party because then yeah. if I say pizza party, guess Everybody what? Everybody shows up. Everybody shows up. And I just wanted to tell people, hey, you've been coming to these things. You showed up today. You made time out of your you know, Saturday no, I morning. Appreciate I appreciate you. And I think I had like one or two people show up. And I was like, well, pizza party. you get pizza. <laughs> you get a pizza. You get a pizza. <laughs> and it's one of those things where also in your lives, when you see people who are doing that, who are giving their all. Tell them thank you. Yeah. Say hey, I've noticed. You know, I noticed you doing this, and uh, and I just want you to because that also helps people not 
burnout. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, this conversation is so good. I'm looking forward to really digging in deeper to this. Yeah. This concept of, of what is God's will. I think there's so much there that that we have we have spiritualized for lack of better words. Um, we've we've spiritualized and sometimes like I said, we've added that extra layer that that just kind of adds cloudiness to the conversation. And I yeah. really hope that as we continue this conversation that we really get a chance to to open some some hearts with this. Yeah, absolutely. So this one has really been all about just walking with God. Yeah. And it looks like next, not next week, next week's Thanksgiving. Do not come on this podcast or this app on Thanksgiving. Um, although we'll probably be scrolling on this app on Thanksgiving. Yeah. But I'm not doing a show on Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll be eating my and stuffing my face full of turkey. But in two weeks, we'll be talking about surrendering our will over to God. And that might uh, also help answer your questions. How do we you know, know what God's will is? How do we know our talents? Mm-hmm. Part of that is maybe also surrendering some of our desires. You know, and, so, and, and that's, that's a hard thing for us. And we'll get into this a lot more. Absolutely. But, you know, I think about the times, you know, Paul does this, Peter does this. When they, when they introduce themselves, you know, they use that idea of, you know, I, Paul, a servant. Mm-hmm. to Christ that we, we, we don't like that idea in our culture of giving in to someone else and saying, it's not about me. It's all about you. That's hard. But that's, that is a big part of surrendering, surrendering to God's will is just, is just saying my life is all about you now. Absolutely. And, and that's hard. And we'll talk more about that. And that's like going to that be really good weeks. in two weeks, but thank you for being here. As always, we want to remind you of first Peter two verse 21 for to this, you have been called for Christ also suffered leaving you an example that you might follow in his steps. We love you guys. God does too. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.